Wow, it's an honor. I have to say this. I don't usually get the opportunity, and sometimes I don't consider it an opportunity, but today it is. I, I love working with children. I love ministering to children, and I love sharing the word with children because I know that 10, 15, 20 years from now, those are the people that are going to run our nation. And so I love y'all, and it's an honor. Uh, so it's a little bit hard to not be in there with them because I know that that is, listen, if our children aren't the most important thing in our church, then we have a problem. Really, and I'll, I'll say that again. If our children aren't the most important thing in our church, we have a problem because 20 years from now, what you see there is what our nation's going to be, is what our country, our neighborhood, our home, our city is going to look like. So it is an honor, and I hope uh, once again that I can share the heart of God. I think one of the biggest things for me is I always want to be anxious before I share the word of God with you. I always want to have this little bit of nervousness because I believe that as long as you're nervous, you don't depend on yourself. You just depend on the Holy Spirit and you let God speak through you and you let God speak to you and you let God move in you. And I think it's important for you to know that I'm a little bit intimidated today because I truly believe that what I have for you is from the heart of God. It's from the heart of God. And it's something for the last few weeks, I didn't realize it, that through a movie is the way God spoke to me for something today. And I didn't realize it. And I know, how, how many of you, I know, it doesn't sound really spiritual, right? It's like through a movie. And I, and, what? What kind of church is this, really? And uh, no, but it's through a movie that God really spoke to my heart. And I didn't realize it until a few days ago. And Pastor Stephen emailed me. And I was struggling. You know, you have five sermons. You want to preach all at the same time, but you only have 30 minutes. And really, I want to share the heart of God with you this morning. I really want to share God's heart. And, I, and that is always my fear, is that at some point as a minister, we get so consumed. We're bringing a sermon that we forget to communicate the heart of God because I think sometimes we get a little bit busy. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for your heart. I thank you that you're a God who loved us enough to give us Jesus, but not only give us Jesus, but you loved us enough to leave your word with us. You loved us enough to want us to be instructed, to want us to grow, to want to have a relationship with us, that you left us your word. And not only that, you left us your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask you that this morning you would speak, that you would speak to every heart, that you would speak to every ear, that you would speak to every mind, that, that you would do a work that not me as a man can do, but only you can do, God. Lord, help us to be open to your word. And we thank you that your word says that it never returns void. So wherever we're at, because you're faithful, your word, as it comes, it will meet us where we are. God, I know, I know that it may just be one topic, but I also know that you're a God who meets us where we are. So right now, Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in our hearts. Let us be able to put to the side what we went through this week, what we went through this morning, and let us be open to your very voice today, oh God. Help us in the midst of it to not just listen to your word, but let it dwell in us so that it can change something in us and bring us closer to you and make us the men and women that you created us to be. Men and women of purpose, men and women who are of no compromise, men and women of boldness, men and women who may not have it all together, but as long as we have you, we have enough. And so God, I thank you for your word and I thank you that it will be received today in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as you know, I teach children all the time. And so I'm very visual and I'm very quick. 
So you won't have me for 40 minutes, I promise. I'll probably share for 15 minutes. And I really want to give time for the Holy Spirit to do something in us, just in our hearts. I'm really big on dwelling. I'm big on just sitting alone and just processing. Uh, we have this test that we take with our staff and our interns and our volunteers. It's called the colors test. And uh, pretty much you get judged for this color test, you know. At the end of the day, it says you're green, you're blue, you're gold, or you're orange. I don't know if you've ever taken the colors test. But if you're green, you're analytical, you're the one that questions things, and you're the one that makes things a little bit more difficult in life than everyone else. If you're gold, you're very systematic. You need everything clean. You're a clean freak. You're OCD, uh, like some people in the room. And that's what your life is. You're organized. If you're blue, you're tremendously emotional. You, everything is on feeling. It's like, how you doing today? Wait, let me see how I feel. You know? <laughs> are you going to church today? Let me see how I feel. You know, those are the feelers. Anybody a feeler in this room, right? And you're feeling. Those are blue people. And then there's the orange person. They're spontaneous, they're full of life, and they have no idea what they're going to do the next second. So you think they're going this way, and another minute they're going that way. And those are the four groups of people that we learn about. I'm tremendously blue and green. So we call that a bit bipolar at times. So I feel, but then I think at the same time. So I'm very analytical, so I like to dwell. So what I'm going to share with you this morning, it's really... To me, it's simple, but I think it's important for us to know as the body of Christ. I have a fun fact about myself. I love movies. I love watching movies. Anybody love to watch movies in here? I love watching movies. So I have the Movie Pass. Anybody have the Movie Pass app that at one time was wonderful, and now they just take your money because you can't even watch movies with this pass. And then I have the AMC Pass. I have the Regal app. I have Hulu. I have Netflix. I have it all. You know, and so there was a movie that came into theaters, and I'm not going to tell you the title until a few seconds from now, but it's a movie that came into theaters, and when I saw the previews, I wasn't interested in this movie at all. It was one of those cute, you want to hold your puppy movies, right? And I thought, nah, I'm good. I don't want to see this, not at the theater, not at home. I'm just going just gonna to see. I'm just going to let it pass. And I'm more of a X-Men, Marvel um, you Creed, I'm Transformers. If it's a car that turns into a robot, let me watch it. Let me be engaged. And so I was seeing this trailer of a movie, and I thought, no, I don't want to watch it. I'm not going to waste my money. I don't think I'm going to watch it at home. But I was sitting on the couch. Martine was at my house, and we were scrolling through Netflix. And this movie came up, and I'll give you a bit of a history because I didn't think it was going to tug my watch it strings, right? But for a moment, I scrolled, and you know, there was all these movies, all these comedies, all these, I also like Toy Story, so like the animated, I go from Creed to Toy Story, so go figure, it's the green-blue part of me. And so I looked at this, I scrolled, and there's Toy Story, and there's all these movies, and I kept going back to this movie, and then we were kinda, should we watch it? Should we not watch it? Should we finally? We decided that we would watch it. And it did something in me that I didn't even think it would do. One line in that movie, without noticing it, weeks later, transformed something in me. And I really believe that it's the Holy Spirit. There's times if you're really open to the Holy Spirit, he'll speak to you in the weirdest ways. Because 
God wants to meet you where you're at. And if he has to speak to you through a movie and then his word through it, then he will because he's that faithful. So I'm going to give you a bit of history. This movie is about a young man named August Pullman. He was born with a facial deformity. And so he had gone through all these surgeries. And after 27 surgeries, he still wasn't fully formed. And he was protected by his parents, really overprotective, because he looked different. And so they homeschooled him. They protected him. Even they called him Augie. And he had a sister named Olivia. And the kid was so uh, intimidated by being out because he looked so different that every single day he would put an astronaut helmet on his head because he knew he looked different. But it came to the point where Augie turned 10 years old and his parents finally took a deep breath and they said at some point this child is gonna have to get out into the world. At some point he's gonna have to do something and be out there. So from homeschool they decided they would put him in school. So there was a preparation process and they took him to the school, they interviewed with the principal, and the day came, it was gonna be his first day of fifth grade. And I'm gonna show you a little bit of a clip, and then I'm gonna move forward. So this movie, when I saw it, I cried, I bawled, and I thought, this movie is stupid, I don't ever wanna watch it again, these cute movies make no sense, and I had all this drama in myself, and of course you would think that it was him saying he would want to be invisible, that would tug at my heart. You would think his mom saying, I know you more than everyone else would tug at my heart, but no. It was what his sister said. It was a two-second line. She said, why would, you, why would you try to blend in when you were born to stand out? And then God brought this to me, and I didn't understand it. It moved something in me, and I didn't understand it till now. I believe that at the moment we ask Jesus into our heart and we say, Lord, I want you. I want more of you. I need you. That is a moment that we make a decision to say we're no longer going to blend in because we were born to stand out. And I think we get so consumed as we live life, as we go to work, as we go to school, as we... Uh, what is the word in English? I speak so much Spanish now, guys, forgive me. As we convivir, uh, as we fellowship, and as we live life with others, we're so consumed with blending in instead of standing out. And God called us to be ambassadors of Christ. God called us in Matthew. I don't know, you know, I may have changed all the verses on you guys, forgive me. But if you can open your Bibles, I want you to go to Matthew real quick before I get even more excited. Because I really believe that God's called us to stand out, but as Christians, we don't stand out enough. We try to blend in. Yeah. And the truth is our nation, our city is the way it is because we try to blend in yeah. so much. And we try to be like everyone else. Yeah. We try to look like everyone else. We try to fit in when at the end of the day, God never called us to fit in. Yeah. He never called us to practice all the traditions that this earth has called us to practice. He called us to be something different, to be something that when people look at us, they want to be like us, and that's Christ followers. And that is something that's eternal, not temporal. And I think that's something that God's put on my heart. And Matthew 5, 13 to 15, you know, and I'm going to read this over because it's 
really important to me. It's every single day as we live our lives, we live our lives without noticing, but we blend in. We blend in every day. We blend in, but we're called to stand out. In Matthew 5, 13 to 15, it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in that house. As followers of Christ, as people that were called by name and set apart, as people that Jesus called to speak different and act differently, we can't try to blend in anymore. We got to stand out. And I think it's so important for us to know that today. Romans 12.2, if you can open up to Romans 12.2, I encourage you to take notes. I'm a note taker. Because I believe there may be something God's doing in you now, but the Holy Spirit won't want to bring it back to you later on, and he'll want to get you to keep studying. I don't believe that whatever Pastor Stephen gives you on a Sunday is just for a Sunday. Always take it back home and chew on it. Test it. Read it. Because it's going to be something you're going to need. So Romans 12, 2, what does it say? And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. God's word is saying, my people don't get trapped in trying to be like everyone else. Don't get so bogged down by traditions of this world that you lose the very light that's in you. God doesn't want an unsalty people. God wants you to be salty. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you got to be salty. And if you don't like salt, then you're not a Christian, guys. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. no that was, that, that's a lie. No, uh, no. But I think God's calling us to be salty. Whenever you're in an environment with friends that don't know Christ, God wants you to be different. God wants you to add salt to a wound. Does that mean that you condemn? No. But you should be convicting others with the way you live, with the way you speak, and the way you behave. We are called to be salty. Little Augie, no matter what he did, there was nothing he could do that would get him to blend in. But we have a challenge. We have two challenges every day. We blend in or we stand out. You have the opportunity to be a little bit stronger, a little bit more pushy in the mornings to say, I'm not going to blend in. I'm going to stand out. Augie, I want what Augie has because he has no choice. He has to be different. He has to stand out. And that's the problem with us, right? If it's not convenient, we don't want to do it. And it's the hardest thing to talk to our friends or our coworkers about Christ. But God's called you to be salty in your workplace. Thank you. Uh, sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. I'm going to try to focus here. You really distracted me, bro. Okay. No, it's okay. I'm not, you, the kids don't say that, we you know, they're all, you, the kids uh, talk, we pop a balloon. So, so I'm not used to all this interaction here. Like, <laughs> you know, so, okay. But yeah, be salty. <laughs> um, you know, there's a, a man named Brennan, uh, Brennan Manning, and he was a Franciscan priest, and he said this. He said, the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, but walk out of the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds 
unbelieving. Wow. One of the greatest cause of atheism is the church. Because the church doesn't choose to stand out. People don't like to go to church because they know they're filled with hypocrites. Instead of filled with people that fall short of God's glorious standards. Does that make sense? And I think that's it. We can try to live hypocritically and act like we don't have crap in our lives. Excuse my language. Or we can say, I fall short of God's glorious standards. And I'm going to not blend in, but I'm going to stand out. And I think it's time for us to stop playing church. And that's something that God told me. Listen, I'm not saying I'm all that and a bag of chips because I fall short of God's glorious standard. And I need a Savior. And we all need a Savior. But something has to stand out in the way we live. You have to look at your life. And if I challenge you today, I'm a challenger. I like to challenge because I feel if we don't challenge, then all we do is get comfortable. In life, if you're not challenged every day, then you have a problem. Yeah. I need to be able to look at myself in the mirror and be challenged by the way I live. Because the moment I feel I'm a good Christian is the moment that I've started to walk away from God. Mm. You were called to not, blend, to, to not blend in. You were called to stand out. Yeah. For just a moment, 30 seconds, if you think about your life and the way your lifestyle goes, are you one who blends in or are you one who stands out? Just think about it for a moment. And I, I asked myself, because I had to challenge myself. There are some things, you know, Christmas is coming up, and I've been challenged, because I have all these traditions, all these traditions. But is getting in debt, blending in, or standing out? Because that's what people need to see. They need to see Jesus in us, even in our finances, even in our speaking, even in our acting, in all those things. And I think it's time for a generation to raise up. We want to see this nation changed. It's going to take a group of people that say, I'm not going to live like that and the world, but I'm going to be different and be okay to get criticized for it. I'd rather stand alone than with a group of people, and I say this with respect, that are walking straight to hell. We are called to snatch people out of hell. And it's with the way we speak, the way we live, and the way we respond. And it's so important. God's called us to not blend in. He's called us to stand out. If I could give this sermon a title. Pastor Stephen asked me for a title. I said, bro, I don't got one. I'm sorry. Um, I would give it four titles. First one is, first one is, hello, is number one. Number two is, dude. Number three is, blending in much. And number four, which is, I think is my favorite, is why blend in when you can stand out? Yeah. I'm going to take a pause because I really feel that's something that God's really just challenging me with. You know, I've been in ministry for the last 22 years of my life. They dragged me into ministry at 17 years old. And there's a danger to that because you're not fully formed. Yeah. At 17 years old, you live church because that's all you do. You know church. You know the right things to say, you know how to behave, but then you go home and you can live any way you want to. And after all these years of life, I, about eight years ago, God challenged me with some of the things in my life that I wasn't doing. And I had to go through counseling, I had to get help because I almost lost everything. Wow. And that's why I can speak to you the way I am now, because I was so consumed with blending in that I was standing out. 
and I had all these addictions and all these things that were taking me straight to hell. But I was a minister. I was out there reaching a thousand people in polo grounds every single week. And I was a minister. And I can think back at that life about eight, ten years ago, and God really challenged me even this time. He says, if you look at your life, are you standing out for me? Or are you just getting caught up in the piosity of church? Which means in the religiousness of church. Don't do that. Just be my child. Be a man that is after my word. Be a man that doesn't compromise. Be a man that's okay to stand up for what is right, even in the midst of church politics. You do what is right. Because you weren't called to blend in. You're called to stand out. And we all want to be liked. Anybody want to be liked? If you don't, you're lying. Uh, everybody wants to be cherished. Everyone wants to be appreciated. Everyone wants those around you to accept you. You know, we want likes on Facebook. Anybody want likes on Facebook? I get mad when I post something on Instagram, and it's one of those things that's so monumental. Like, it's like we just saved 1,000 children, 20 likes, right? Then my sister, I won't say her name so you don't look her up. My sister puts her face with all this new makeup on, and she gets 350 likes, right? And so I'm like, man, this is unfair. Her makeup is more important than my kids on the tarps. This is ridiculous. But we all want likes. We all want our tweets to get whatever they call it, tweeted, whatever, right? We all want these things. But the truth is, we shouldn't want to be those people. Yeah. We should be people, want to be people that people are uncomfortable around, mm. yeah. that they want to be better around, yeah. that they want to be pushed to grow yeah. around. Yeah. And that's what God's called us to be. I'll give you, I think I missed a verse. Second Corinthians, you want to look it up? Thank you, girl. Second Corinthians 16.9. It says that we are ambassadors of Christ. We are called to represent the name of Jesus Christ. How good are we ambassadors? How do we carry that name in everything, in everything we do? How do we carry his name? Church doesn't stop on Sunday at 12.30. That lifestyle doesn't stop after your life groups, after Bible studies, after rehearsals. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. You can't blend in. You need to stand out. I'm going to give you three ways on how to stand out. You, who wants to stand out? Anybody? And then I'm going to close in just a few minutes. We stand out by serving others. I'm going to say that again. We stand out by serving others. It goes beyond what we can get out of something and what benefits us. We mostly live life to benefit. We mostly live life to get something out of. That is not what God's called us to be. He called us to be people that serve. We want to see a city change, then we serve it. We want to see a family member change, then we serve them instead of trying to throw the gospel down their throat. We serve them. We want to see our husbands, our wives, our children saved and coming to Christ. Then we serve them. That's how you stand out. One simple thing, you serve them. Another thing you want to stand out, you stand out by inspiring others. Stay away from gossip. Stay away from negative talk. Stay away from criticism. Stay away because what you speak 
is maybe the only Bible someone will read. What you speak and what you say may be the only Bible someone will hear. When they hear what comes out of your mouth, is it blending in or is it standing out? I see people getting uncomfortable, but it's on you. No, I'm speaking to myself here. Not easy. Not easy to not be critical. I work in a very large ministry. It's a ministry that reaches over 200,000 people a week. Worldwide ministry. That's a lot of drama. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of money. It's so easy for me to turn around and say, and criticize. Is that my right in the kingdom of God? Or am I, am I meant to speak life into something instead of death? When we criticize, when we gossip, when we do all these things, it blends us right in to the fabric of this world. Who are we to judge Donald Trump? I'll say it very openly. Who are we? God called him, and it's not my place to criticize him. It's not. I may like him, or I may not like him. But you know what? I need to pray for him. That's it. Do you like Donald Trump? I'm not going to tell you. But I know my responsibility as a man of God is to pray for him. It's to stand in the gap for our nation. Yeah? Ooh, it's quiet. <laughs> we stand out by the way we live around others. That's the third thing. Our very actions will cause change around us. For the good or for the bad, how will you allow your actions to influence? Or will you be that Christian that just goes with the flow? God is calling us. God is calling a nation. He's looking for a people whose hearts are turned. I think that's the verse that I had out earlier. He's looking for a nation that, his hearts, that their hearts are turned to him. We are the only Jesus people will see. What are they going to see? What are they going to see? We can blend in or we can stand out. Augie, our little guy here, had no, no chance. He was going to have to stand out regardless. One more story and then I'm done. Uh, I don't know, teacher, are you coming up to play? Yeah, come on, bud. I like it when you play your guitar. <laughs> I hope this challenges you today because it's challenged me while I was speaking it and preaching it and sharing God's heart with you. Sometimes we need to be reminded. And the one thing I love about this church is that you guys are not very considerate of people's feelings in a good way. You're going to give the word because it's the word, because you know the word brings life and brings change. If the word of God never brings change into your life, then there's an issue. There's an issue. If the word of God never offends you, there's an issue. There is an issue. If you're never challenged by the very word that comes out of someone's mouth, if it's from this word, you need to check your heart. I leave church offended every time I go. And not because of the person preaching, but because I know that God is calling me to be a better man. Yeah. To be a man that's blameless, a man that's upright, maybe imperfect, but a man that can be used to bring a nation to its knees. But I need to be willing 
to say, I'm not going to blend in anymore. I'm going to stand out. If you look at your home, if you look at your job, if you look at the friends you're with, are you that person that blends in or stands out? One of Jesus' followers, a disciple that walked with him very closely, the disciple Peter. Who knows Peter? Uh, do you love me? Oh, I'm never going to. I'm never going to leave you, Jesus. I got your back. I'm, I'm going to stand out, Jesus. I'm not going to do what everyone else is doing. Jesus gets arrested. Peter hides. The very Peter that says he would stand out is the very Peter that chose to blend in. Do you know this man? No. Heck no. Do you know this man? No. What? No. Do you know this man? No. We all make mistakes. There are, we do deny Jesus with the way we live sometimes. But the coolest thing about Jesus and the coolest thing about our God and his forgiving heart is that the very man that denied Jesus three times was the very man that brought change into Christianity, that opened eyes to the Jews to reach the Gentiles, to change the nations and the generations to come. My challenge is this. We have been like Peter. Anybody? We have an opportunity. Because this is a challenge to all of us. Not just some of us. I know the heart of God and I know that he wants us all to be people that stand out, not blend in. Blending in much is my question. Are you blending in a little too much where you need to rearrange some things in your life. God's calling us to be a people that are different, a people that are not conformed, a people that are transformed and want to see a city change. You want to see your family come to Jesus? Then you stand out. You want to see your city changed? Then you stand out just a little bit more than the next person. You want to see a nation comes to its knees and you want to see the kingdom of God furthered? And you stand out because that's what he's called you to do. Today as a church, because this is my church, and I stand in the gap with my church, we're going to stand in the gap that God will move on our heart every day that we wouldn't be a group of people that blends in. It should bother me that the seat next to me is empty. It should bother me. That's the truth. It should bother me. Because there's a group of people, millions of people outside that door that if we don't reach them, they're going to go straight to hell because we blended in a little too much. Are you salty? Are you lit? (laughs) I had to say that, guys, before we prayed. Are you? Are you? Are you? Because what you have, people should want, and that is Jesus Christ. We have a heavenly father that loved us enough to give us Jesus, to give us his word, to give us power, love, and self-discipline. And there's a group of people out there that don't have that. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to blend in or are we going to stand out? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes.